Thank you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Here we go. One more. Dominion Sonship Life. Praise the Lord. And we are about life here today and every single day. We are about the very life of God that lives inside of us. And, and our utmost desire is to be able to live out this divine life that's in us. That no matter what it seems like and even oftentimes what we feel like, we have to have an assurance that God lives inside of us. And because God lives inside of us, His life is in us. And because we have the Son of God, we do have His life. And this is really the pursuit. This is truly the 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 alima the the um the pressing unto the revelation of this divine life that we now have here within us in Christ in Christ Christ in us the hope of glory what does that look like what well, that looks like always being alive that looks like always being encouraged. That looks like when discouragement is talking and shouting in your face, you refuse that lie and you recognize who lives in you. So it's a constant reckoning, a, a one old reality dead and acknowledging a brand new truth of divine life residing in me. And this is truly the victory that we have. It is this faith, this assurance to know that we are not of ourselves anymore, but that the life that we do live here on earth, it is the very life of God. And even as I, as I speak these messages, I'm really communicating them to myself. I listen to myself. I, I go back during the week and I'll listen to my message again and, and, and press into the revelation that I believe that the Lord gave me to, to utter. And the revelation is truly of life of abundant life, of divine life, of life that is that, it, that knows no opposition to shrink back, a life that knows no uh, quit, a life that knows no discouragement to set me back in my run. And though at times we can perceive a setback, we overcome that real fast. We overcome it real fast. We, we pick ourselves right back. How does one pick oneself up in the midst of the chaos of the world today. It is through the revelation that God lives in me and that this divine life is greater than that which I see in the natural, that God in me is far greater and far more far more alive than all the deadness I see around me. He's far more a believer than all the doubt that I perceive in the world. And so the message today is continue to believe. It's really carrying the theme from last week. Last week we talked on continue in the faith and we took it from Paul's writing to Timothy. And we're going to start there again. But uh, it is so important that, that when we become born again, that we have to recognize that we at that moment have been enlisted in a battle. We at that moment have been called to war. We at that moment have been plunked into a divine race. We at that moment are called to walk and overcome major opposition. And so we have to constantly have a sobriety of mind that though I might be opposed, I cannot be defeated. Though there might be slanderous words spoken against me, I'm not coming and succumbing to them. I'm not going to go cower and take a lying identity, but I will always recognize myself after the manner of God in me. I will always endeavor to, to grow the revelation of this new creation. Now I am in Christ. New creation. New creation has means a brand new mindset. And we had for a few weeks camped 
on the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ, that we do now have the mind of Christ. And that is really a mind of great power. That is a mind where you can navigate through every difficult moment and always come on top. That is a mind of such divine wisdom. The way the word says that even the wisdom of the world doesn't even touch the foolishness of God. What kind of a mind do we have in Christ? We have a mind that is so far above of divine mysteries being unveiled as we place our, our step onto another step, our footing onto one precept of understanding unto another, and we start seeing divine mysteries being unveiled before us and mountains moving out of our way, and that which we used to harass that which used to harass us doesn't harass us anymore because we have now grown up into a greater maturity of revelation. I am loved. I'm a child of God. I'm born from above. I'm born from above. I'm born from above. I'm born from above, which means I'm above this moment. I'm born from above, which means I'm above the accusation. I'm born from above, which means I'm above reproach. I'm born from above. I'm a child of God. I'm a child, an offspring, an offspring of God. I come out of God. Born of the Spirit of God, that Spirit of might that raised Jesus, raised Jesus from the very dominion of Satan. Satan likes to strut his stuff like he is so big. He is nothing in Christ. Nothing. He is nothing. We, we in Christ are concerned. You know why? Because he, God, raised him up. By the power of the Holy Ghost who now lives in me. And we have the same rising that Christ when he was risen from the dead. We arose with him out of the grave. That is our new creation reality that, that we now in his resurrection have obtained. Obtained. Ha, say, I've received it. Newness of life. I have a new 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 life. And this life is from above. This life is only subject to the kingdom of God. This life is untouched by the kingdom of darkness. This life of God that I have now, this brand new expression of light bursting out of us. Think about it. Wherever we walk, whether conscious or not conscious, the way we breathe subconsciously, light is coming out of us. In the same manner as I breathe in and breathe out, I am releasing a light from an assurance of who I am. Because we know who we are. We are of God. We are made to do Exploits, great exploits, Daniel writes in the book of Daniel, for our God. Though they will be trying, though there will be a wearing down of the saints in this last hour, what are we going to do? We're not going to be wore out. We will be refreshed, days of refreshing in the presence of our God. Because we live face to face before God. So we are to continue in this power revelation of dominion and might and glory and life. We're to continue in this moment of mind renewal that I know if God be for me, if God, my God be for me, ha, not even, not even my flesh can make me stumble if I choose to resist that. 
that I have now resistance power against everything that used to make me stumble before. I have, I have overcoming power. Now that's a bold assurance, which tells me that no matter the moment I'm in, no matter the situation that I'm facing at this moment, I have overcoming power in me to overcome it, to triumph mightily over it, to come out of it not even smelling smoke as, as, as Daniel's friends, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fiery furnace that was what stroked up by fire. The fire was stroked up, what, seven, seven times, seven times, not one more time, not two more times, not three more times, not four more times was the power of Satan risen against those Hebrew boys. Not five more times, not six, seven times. And what? Why did that do nothing? Absolutely nothing. They walked with Jesus. That's your testimony. No matter what's thrown at you, 10 times, 20 times, you triumph. You're triumphing over it mightily. You walk with your God today. Who is your God? Who is your daddy? Who is our God? He is the creator. We had a prayer time as a family last night, and it was just was so my heart impacted and calling him our God. Thank you for being our God. And at that moment, I recognized I can call him my God because he called me into fellowship with himself. He is the eternal God. He is the master of the universe. He was before time was. He placed time here. He, before earth began, he was and he will always be in this majesty of glory, divine entity that we call God, our heavenly father, called us into fellowship that we can call him our father. That we can say, thank you, my God. Never take it for granted that you can't call him my God. Our God. He is our God. And yet he is God. He is God above all. The most high God. El Elohim. The most high, the most wonderful God. Has humbled himself to come in the flesh of a man, Jesus. To die on the cross so you and I can call him our God, to be one with him. The book of Ephesians, Paul writes, such mysteries, bone of his bone that we are now because we're part of the body of Christ, flesh of his flesh, of his very blood that we drink. And so continue to believe God. Continue to believe God. So we'll, we'll go back to where we started last week and and see how far we trail. We're just going to stick. We're going to stick here. We're going to stay here for a, 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 as long as the Holy Ghost has us here. Because this is the hour of great apostasy. But you know what? We'll not partake of apostasy. We'll partake of great divine revelation and unveiling of sonship. That's what we'll partake of. So First uh, Timothy 4.1. Now the Spirit expressly, the Spirit expressly says, that word is also explicitly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed. And we looked at this last week. How do we depart from the faith? How do we stop believing God? By giving heed, by listening to the wrong stuff, 
wrong associations, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, doctrines of demons, philosophies of devils. Don't discuss a philosophy of devil. And if it doesn't line up with the word of God, you don't need to discuss it further. You don't have to partake of that conversation so that you allow it to come through your ear gates, so that you create a fond relationship with the disputer and the propagator of these false doctrines, and then you, you feel like now you, you, you don't want to hurt their flesh. If it's wrong, walk away. Let God take care of that moment. And you can always pray, you can always pray for eyes to be opened up for enlightenment. Don't sit in the seat of the scoffers like Psalm 1 says. Don't sit in the seat of the scoffers. Don't partake of those conversations, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons because too much is on the line right now. Too much is on the line right now. The kingdom of God the kingdom of God's expansion. What does the word say? The kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. There is a taking. There is a taking up. There is an overtaking. There is an overcoming. There is a grand demonstration of the kingdom of God. And that's what I'm part of. And I want to be always a part of. I don't want to be of those that shrink back. I don't want to be of those that, that, They'll depart from the faith. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. A conscience that the blood of Christ has sanctified. A conscience that the blood of Christ, these are those who believe. These are those who run with Paul in the race of faith. These are peers of Paul. These, 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 this is the beginning of the church. You know, he was part of the book of Acts. These are the, these are just the cream of the crop. Can we say some of them departed from the faith by, by having their conscience seared with a hot iron? I wanted to look those couple of verses in the in the new living i didn't do that last time so i'm going to do it now now the holy spirit tells us clearly clear message that in the last time some will turn away from the true faith oh <laughs> that grieves my heart that in the last time some will turn away turn away but we will not turn away. We'll keep running this race from the true faith. They will, what, is it, what will they follow? They will not follow their good shepherd. They will not follow the voice of God. They will not follow the one that loves them. They will follow deceptive spirits. And we know what Satan does. When was the last time Satan did something good for you? He always comes to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. Who wants that? Why would we follow that entity? It's deception. It is deception. When we refuse to ground ourselves in the word of God, and we become casual about that which the Lord has done for us through the cross of Calvary. When we stop being thankful when we take on the cares of the world 
And we get engaged with godless babblings. Before we know it, we're in deception. And following after a destroyer that always comes as a what? An angel of light. Always comes in some nice-looking, sweet-talking people. They want to share their part of understanding and enlightenment. They want to share their moment of truth. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, I have become very stern in my thought process. I do not tolerate it in my mind. Because I don't want to follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. Teachings. That's the doctrines of demons that the New King James write it. Demons have teachings because they mimic everything God does. We have the Holy Ghost who is our teacher now. So Satan replicates that in his camp, teaching demons. These people are hypocrites and liars and their consciences are dead. 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 The, that word dead is seared. Calloused. They've calloused their hearts by listening to the wrong stuff. And so then we looked at verse 16 in the same chapter. Then you take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Now you, 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 you take note of yourself and the doctrine. Continue in them. Continue in, in the doctrine of the word of God. Continue in the way of God. Continue in truth, right? Continue in them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Isn't it amazing when someone has bitten deception now, they want to spread it through the whole camp. They just want to, they want to now, so not only have they um, placed themselves in a precarious ground with God, but they want to place you in the same place. Because that's what, that's, that's what we, we are made to disseminate information. That's what we do. We are speaking spirits. We disseminate information. So if we're not persuaded by truth, then there's another persuasion that we want to disseminate. And that's why the guarding of your fellowship we are called to be a light into the world. We recognize that, that we are to walk in love towards those around us. But we don't have to sit and partake of conversations that are really are polluting to the purity of our faith. First Timothy 4, I want to read that 16 in the Amplified. Keep, I like this, a close watch on how you live. I'm not to keep a close watch on my neighbor, how they live. <laughs> I'm to keep a close watch on myself. <laughs> Me by myself have a full-time employment to watch over. To, 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 to bring every thought into subjection, uh, subjection to the to knowledge of Christ. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. What responsibility there is. What responsibility there is in what we communicate out. It will be heard by someone. 
So 620 in the same book. Paul to Timothy again. Timothy, guard what God has entrusted to you. Protect this preciousness of truth, this power message. It's not, it's not weak in nature. It is powerful in nature. That is able to save your soul. Guard what God has entrusted to you. Avoid, this is it. This is one way that we guard. Avoid godless, foolish discussions. Petty little conversations over things that really don't matter. Babblings. Godless chatter. It's a place where we, you actually can become ensnared. And really these, these little foolish discussions, how they affect our emotions. And the enemy knows that. And there are many demonic setups in our life to, to make us falter in these moments. But we'll not cave in because we got the Holy Ghost. Greater is he that's in me. He is revelation. He is wisdom. And so we're to avoid godless, foolish discussions with those who oppose you. With those who oppose you. <laughs> we, we at times think we got to like enlighten our opposition. No, just walk away. Let God take care of that moment. And with, with their so-called knowledge. <laughs> I'll read that again. Timothy. He calls him by name. I love that. It's a pretty important moment. And he gets his attention saying, Timothy, guard what God has entrusted to you. Avoid godless, foolish discussion with those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge. And look what verse 21 says. Some people have wandered from the faith by following such foolishness. Foolishness can trip us up. Foolish things can trip us up to walk away, to walk away from the faith by which we have been saved. The enemy is very astute and he's very shrewd. Don't underestimate the schemes of the devil. We do have a say-so against them. We do have authority against every foul spirit. But don't tolerate the conversations of Satan. Don't tolerate the naggingness of, of the opposition in your mind. Or so-called sweet little people. Just because they've got a kind little face. Just because they've got a history of 10 years walking with them. Time's up, time's up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, time's up. Nothing against anyone, nothing against anyone. But we call to what? The upward call in Christ Jesus. We will give an account. And when, when I see what Paul is writing to his spiritual son, Timothy, that obviously Timothy took heed to this instruction because at the very end, God commands Timothy as being faithful to the end. That foolishness can trip me up. From the one that loves me, the one that's called me home, the one that has 
lavished his love through the cross that the son, the son that he gave for my life. Oh, but we read these verses so we don't cave into these moments. We read these passages to build our spirit man, to navigate, to train our senses, to discern the error of the foolishness and to not partake with it, but to depart foolishness. I read the New Living of the King James is um, calls those for us to avoid profane and idle babblings contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge by professing it some have strayed concerning the faith and then he finishes grace be with you oh his keeping grace oh the keeping power of the holy ghost to help us to navigate in relationships to help us navigate conversations to steer us off of foolish idle babblings let's go to we read Colossians before, so we just go back to Colossians chapter 1, and then we head towards Ephesians. And it was in the context of what God has done for us. In verse 22, that in the body of his flesh through death, Jesus has presented us holy and blameless and above reproach in the sight of our heavenly Father. In verse 23, that we, we, we spent quite a bit of time last week if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard. How can we get moved away? Well, we just saw some examples through Paul's writing. Foolish conversations. <laughs> Idle, godless babblings. With those that, those that oppose us. And their so-called knowledge can make us depart from the hope of the gospel that we have heard, from this divine knowledge, from the truth of the word of God. In chapter 2, uh, 6 and 10, Paul writes, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. As you have received him, continue to walk in him. So walk in him. See, it's not just to receive him. It's not to walk in him. It's to walk out his life. And so now we can understand the passion that Paul had to, it, writing in the, to the Philippians there that one thing he does is he forgets what was, but he keeps pressing in this forward run to attain, to attain to this knowledge of revelation, of glory. And so we walk in him. And this is how we walk in him. Verse 7, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Abound in this word of truth. Abound, be skilled in the word of, become skilled in truth. Read and meditate, eat the word of God. It is your, how do you say it, foolproof uh, to not go in error. 
It is your assurance. It's your insurance. It's your assurance. It's your guarantee. It is the guarantee. It's the guarantee of the Holy Ghost by which you have been sealed. It is to abide in the Word of God. You want to have a guarantee that you're not going to stray away? It's easy. Just be found in the Word. It's my safe place. My safe place. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. I want to look it up in the um, New Living here. 2.6 And now just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, look at it, you must continue to follow Him. You know what? I'm going to retitle this message, Continue to Follow Him. It is really to continue to believe. But it's continue to follow him. Ah, oh, continue to follow your good shepherd. Continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him. Ha! Poor spoke in the recap last week on my message continuing the faith and um, it was about the four grounds and, and he said the last ground was, was deep ground and the roots went deep. This is it. We are that ground where the roots go deep, grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. No other foundation, no other solid ground, but Christ the Lord Jesus Christ. That as we are doers of this truth, as we are moved by the Holy Ghost to express this truth, we are on unshakable ground. We are on solid ground and thus we become unshakable and thus we become the mighty move of God on earth and thus we become the force of God unleashed on earth which is called love divine. Patience with another. Kindness towards another. The very love of God to move us, compelled by love. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. By being grounded in the word of God. By allowing our persuasion roots to be totally unmoved by this reality. No matter what the storm is, no matter what it seems like and what doctrine is shifting in the, in, 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 in the hour. We are built on him. Then our faith will grow strong in the truth we were taught and we will overflow with thanks, thankfulness. We'll overflow with thankfulness. That has always been the mark to my own self, whether my persuasion is at high point. Am I being thankful? <laughs> and then the other, identifying me grumbling, complaining. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, have, I have decreased some persuasion. I, I need to fill up again. I need to get quiet with God. I need to, I need to still myself before Him again. I need to pick up the Word again. I need to, I need to allow the Word to renew my mind, to wash all the debris that I have picked up during the week or during the day, so that I be thankful at home. 
sometimes because this is the will of God. Me being thankful is a mark of me being strong in the word of God. Me being thankful. And you can't be thankful and not thankful at the same time. There's no middle ground. You either are thankful or you're not thankful. Very clear demarcation. Praise God. So let's go to Ephesians. Did I finish what I wanted to do here? In, um... Actually, let's go to, sorry, if we go, I'm sorry, back to 8, verse 8 here, because it continues in the trend of what we've been speaking, Paul to Timothy, but here's Paul to the Colossians. Verse 8, beware lest anyone cheat you. <laughs> uh, we're not going to let anyone cheat us out of this salvation. But how, how does cheating happen? The, the word actually here, cheat is plunder you or take you captive. So beware lest anyone plunder you or take you captive. Who in their right mind wants to be plundered and taken captive? We don't. But see how it happens. See how it can override our, our ability to discern if we're not strong in the word of God. How? Through philosophy and empty deceit based on nothing. It's empty. No calories, those little rice cakes. <laughs> empty. Don't fill you up. According to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ, not according to the word of God. For in him, in Christ, look what we're to be persuaded by. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, in Christ, in the truth, who is the head of all principality and power. Now, that is something to be attained to. Why would you go with the empty deceit? Why would you go with the foolish conversation over philosophy? Why would you go with the tradition of men? Why would you go with the basic principles of the world? Why would you go with the foolishness in the, in the idle babblings when you can be found in Christ, rooted and grounded, established in the faith, in, in him, in him, in the one that the Godhead dwells in bodily, in the one I'm fully made complete, who is the head over all principality. Glory be to God. Now you know why Satan doesn't want you to be full of him, full of God. Now you want, now you know why the enemy brings little subtle sweet uh, conversations, non-threatening. Oh, I don't want to argue with you. I just want to say my part. I don't care about your part. I'm sorry to say that. I don't care. Does it line up here? I don't have ears for that. It's the last hour. And the Holy Ghost spoke to Paul, spoke to Timothy through Paul, that the Spirit of God expressly communicated in this last hour, there will be, there will be departures away from the faith. So all the more I'm to be sober-minded, all the more I'm to take inventory, to heed to myself. Paul told that to Timothy, guard that which was entrusted. Don't be foolish 
and go slipping and sliding with the crowd and not be found complete. We all want to be complete. The only completeness is found in truth. In the word of God, the only completeness that you are in, fully complete wholeness, is found in him, in Christ. In whom dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And we are in him now, glory be to God. Partakers of this divine life. In him that we are now complete, who is the head of all principality and power. This is might and dominion. Okay, Ephesians. Oh, should we read that in the New Living and get more excited? Because let's, let's look in the New Living. I've, I can always continue next week with my other verses. Colossians 2.8. Do not let anyone capture you. You know, we, we've heard about captured organizations and even captured governments and just captured people and prisoners of war, of course. Let, we, we can't allow ourselves to be captured in the body of Christ. What captures us? Philosophies. Basic thoughts of the world. Empty deceit. Captures. People in the body of Christ ought not to be. But what happened is they allowed themselves to be. God would not tell us, don't let anyone capture you if we didn't have a say-so in the moment. So at the end of the day, no one has an excuse. I'm, a, I'm as accountable as you're accountable not to be captured. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense. Oh, <laughs> So much nonsense nowadays that sounds so high and lofty. High sounding nonsense. This should be my, my I think that I'm going to make this my little, my little gauge with all my conversations. Um, uh, okay. Is it empty philosophy? Is it high sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking um, and from spiritual powers of the world that's from demons rather than from Christ. Well then, I don't talk about them. Oh, that would really narrow me down even more. I thought it was pretty narrow as it is. This is the truth though. It's not funny. This is our safety, right? Just because I'm smiling, it's actually I'm thinking like, wow, God, I'm accountable. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Wow. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Okay, let's go to Ephesians now. Maybe we'll do Ephesians and I'll stop. One. Let's start at verse seven. In him, now in Christ, in the one that we have found, in the one that we just read in the, in the New Living Paul writing that um, we are made complete through our union with Christ. So in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. This is, this is now the truth that we're talking about. This is how we continue to follow after him by believing this truth. This is foundational truth. This is the very gospel that in him, we have redemption through his blood. If someone wants to ask you what you believe right here, you can, you can point them to Ephesians, what you believe. That we in him, we have redemption through his blood. 
the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself. He held nothing back. It was his very good pleasure to give us his life and to spare nothing back. He purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, which are on earth in him, Ha! Huh. You want to talk mysticism? You want to talk a mystery that's being unveiled before us? Right here, this is divine reality that in Him, in Christ, that all things have come together. Both which are in heaven, which are on earth, in Him. In Him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will. It was His very good pleasure, His very will. And it is so sad to me to see sometimes Christians that love God, they truly love God, and just have never found the... um out of the desire to, or never yielded to a desire to find themselves grounded in the word of God, they're running after mystical thoughts of new age. There is empty philosophy, deceit, doctrines of demons, teachings of demons. Why? Because they never experienced the truth of this divine reality of the mystery of Christ within you. This is the mystery of the ages, Christ in you, the hope of glory, that in this vessel lives divinity, God himself. That I now, because of this new divine reality, have overcome everything that's in the world, not to be proud and arrogant, but to be confident and bold of persuasion of faith, that he, God, lives in me. And that he, God, in me, through me, is calling out to the world, be reconciled to God. Wow. that all things work together to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. We are an expression of the glory of God. We are a glorious creation. And that is always in my moments, just quiet moments navigating, I have I heard from God, I always go back. Is that which I have heard from God, is it to the praise of his glory? Is it to the praise of his glory? Is it to the praise of his glory? And we know what his glory is. It's the body of Christ. Is it a benefit to the brethren? In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. And this is where we are now to continue believing that as we receive Christ, now we continue and we walk in Christ. I want to read that in the um, Ephesians 1.14. 
actually no Ephesians 1 13 in the Amplified of uh, New Living sorry and now you Gentiles have also heard the truth the good news that God saves you and when you believed in Christ he identified you as his own oh 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 what kindness what love <laughs> By giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance that he promised to us, that he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Let's go now to 2, 1, and 3. I'll wrap it up here. The truth of our salvation who we are now and you he made alive today we are alive today we continue to follow him in this life today we continue to believe him in this life and you he made alive there's nothing dead about us who once were dead, we once were, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. You see, once we were in empty deceit, once we were fully consumed with idle babblings, once we were fully, fully yielded to doctrines of demons. But not anymore. Not anymore. No more do we walk, we continue from there, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. I was a daughter of disobedience. I was. I used to walk after the dictates of this, this power of the air, Satan. The spirit who now works in the sons of, I did. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature at that moment in the old man, by nature, what were we? Not children of God. Oh, all of us, you, know, you hear this thing, they're not born again. Not born again. We're children of God. No, you're not a child of God if you're not born again. Satan is your father. This is the reality. We like to tiptoe around the matter. There's no need to tiptoe in this last hour. We need to wake up people. Not a child of God if you, if you don't know Jesus. What were we when we were under the spirit of disobedience? The prince of the air. What were we then? It's very clear. We were by nature what? Children of wrath. Just as the others. But God. But look what God can do. Twinkling of an eye. Just by receiving truth. But God who is rich in mercy. Because of his great love with which he loved us, the love of God has set us free. Even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. By grace, we have been saved. And what raised us up together and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. Oh, in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus, to show us off as tokens of his love. As ob 
object of his affections. We will make him look good in the ages to come. Think about it. We're gonna make God look good because of how good He is to us. Because of how good He is to us. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves; it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. For good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, and so this is it. We continue to walk in these good works that God has prepared before the foundation of the world. He has made it ready for us to just walk in it, walk in it. We just. Yield to his lead. We yield to his love. We abide in his word, and we don't depart from the truth of who he is, Christ in us, the hope of glory. We don't depart from the truth of the word of God. Amen. But we continue to follow him. Yay, I like that. Amen.